Welcome to More Than Words, a podcast about treating the whole child brought to you by the Reading and Language Learning Center. I'm your host, Tristan, and today I'm joined by writing specialist, Diane Douglas, to discuss expressive writing and dyslexia. Hi, Diane. How are you? I'm great, Tristan. Thanks for having me. Of course, we're excited to have you here. This is going to be a very interesting episode of the podcast. We've had a discussion about written expression before, but never about written expression and dyslexia specifically. So we're excited for that. Um, So let's just get started with who are you and what do you do? I am a clinical speech language pathologist and I work with children. So I have spent my entire career over 25 years working specifically with children. And so I love written expression because that is developing for children as they grow from early literacy in the preschool years all the way through writing college essays. So Very exciting. Um, And if you're looking to find out more about Diane, you can check out her bio on our website. So readingllcenter.com. And then if you just go to all of our wonderful staff, you'll find her there. So let's hop into it. First and foremost, what is expressive writing, written expression? What, What in the world does it all mean? Well, I am a speech language pathologist, as you heard. And so why is a speech language pathologist working on writing? I thought (laughs) just worked on the R sound. Funny aside, I actually did go to speech therapy to work on my R sound. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) um, Writing falls under the purview of speech language pathology. And this is on the American Speech Language Hearing Association website, if you're interested in checking it out, um, because um, language is expressed verbally as well as in written form. And so If you are working on writing your ideas, you are using language, you are just changing it into a printed form. So this is the way ASHA defines writing. Writing is the process of communicating using printed symbols in the form of letters or visual characters, which make up words. Words are then formulated into sentences, and these sentences are organized into larger paragraphs and often into different discourse genres. So you have poetry, persuasive writing, narrative writing, expository writing, etc. So you're going to need to know how to write if you're going to write your grandma a thank you note, <laughs> if you're a first grader for that gift. And if you are um, working on a high school essay, um, trying to persuade someone to recycle, that's going to be a different type of writing um, genre. So it, it, you know, there's a huge gamut of writing skills and it is language. Yeah. That is really interesting. I don't think I have read the ASHA description of like why writing does it fall under speech, um, speech language pathology, which is so, so interesting to me. Um, So I guess my next question is why would it be hard for any students to get started with their writing assignments? Well, writing is super complex um, because it involves like capabilities and competencies across multiple content areas. For example, I mean, you to write, you have to integrate organization and planning. Right. You have to incorporate vocabulary. You have to utilize spelling. Right. You have to utilize grammar. Then you have structure and cohesion. You know, does this, you know, make sense? Am I staying on topic? You also have to have convention use. You know, do I 
have my dialogue correctly um, set aside using my comma, my capitalization, my quotation marks. And then you also have to consider your audience. Do you have the effectiveness of the information that you need to get your message across based on if you're writing for a kindergarten student, or let's say you're sharing the same information with a fourth grade student, you're going to have to change your vocabulary. You're going to change the length of your sentence. So it is a lot. And that doesn't even take any into account any of the graphomotor aspect of handwriting. This is just content, right? Right. So, um, you know, as a speech language pathologist, I'm going to work on the content of your writing right? as an occupational therapist is going to work more on your handwriting and your letter formation, which is a, another, which is why it is even more complex, right? right. <laughs> so wow. there's a lot involved. Yeah. And it's so funny. Like if you are an adult who uses writing in their daily life for their job or what have you, you don't like think about all the things that go into writing anything. You're just so used to it. But it's so true. Like I can't imagine being back in kindergarten, first grade and like learning how to write all over again. That sounds like a huge headache, like realizing what goes into it. That's wild. That's why therapeutically we take it in bits and chunks. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's complex. It's complex. Yeah. It's kind of like the last, it's the tip of the iceberg of what we treat. Um, So hierarchically, parents will often say, well, I want to work with my kids on writing and we will start with vocabulary and then we will start with grammar and then we'll get into organization. And then finally, they kind of see like, oh, now you're working on the writing piece because there's so many foundational skills beforehand that need to be addressed. Wow. That's crazy. And so um, we talked about how speech, speech language pathology and writing are connected, but Does that mean that language and written expression, is there a connection between the two? Yeah, I mean, a written language disorder, I'm going to go back to Asha again. They describe a written language disorder as a disorder in written language that involves a significant impairment in fluent word recognition. Hmm. So you might have the difficulty with the decoding and sight word recognition. Right. But you also could have difficulty with the comprehension piece. You might be able to actually decode and read complex words, but have no idea what they mean. Hmm. Right. So there's a kind of an understanding component of the content, and then there's an ability to actually read it. And then it comes into the written spelling part of it. So you might have difficulty with the spelling component, or you might have difficulty with the written expression, organization, and vocabulary choice. So there's, again, multiple components on where the breakdown can occur. Right. So does that mean that students with dyslexia are affected by, or does like the dyslexia affect written expression? Yes. There is a huge connection between expressive writing and dyslexia because both learning differences, um, you know, require like they, you know, high, high quality writing relies on working memory, executive function, and accurate spelling. And children that have dyslexia really struggle in those areas. So children with dyslexia often present with writing difficulties because of the phonological processing and the reading difficulties associated with dyslexia, as it is a disorder that involves, you know, poor word reading, word decoding, oral reading, fluency, and spelling. So it's going to make it really challenging 
for um, children with dyslexia to read source materials in order to research and read written productions to then edit. So there's a lot of overlap. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like it must be a little bit more difficult if you've got kind of like a written expression disorder and dyslexia bundled into one and like working with that sounds twice as hard. (laughs) Well, typically we address the reading component first and then we work onto the writing component second. Okay. That makes sense. um, We you know, there's a lot of concomitant treatment, which means that we're addressing both issues, but the foundational skills for the reading is typically addressed first. And then we can start to do the, the writing part. Okay. Um, so if you're going to teach a student with dyslexia writing, how do you, how do you even start teaching writing period? (laughs) Well, an important part of it is to do a comprehensive evaluation so that you kind of know where the breakdown is occurring because when you're providing treatment for an expressive writing disorder, you really want to address the underlying deficit with explicit instruction because you want to promote skill enhancement and based on the identified area of need. So for example, if the child is struggling with spelling, you're going to start with phonological awareness work. Mm. If they're struggling with grammar, you're going to provide direct language intervention. If they're struggling with organization, then you're going to focus on teaching them executive function strategies. If they're struggling with editing, you're going to teach them skills of, you know, checklists and maybe mnemonics to work on their editing accuracy, um, as well as, you know, graphic organizers. So there's a lot of strategies, but it's important to understand, like, where is the breakdown and then explicitly teach skills to, you know, build strengths and um, those areas of deficit. Yeah. What does the testing kind of look like for that, the evaluation process? Right. So um, you want to do a specific like assessment through a speech language pathology evaluation to look at where the breakdown is. Is it, you know, is it in comprehension? Do they have difficulty understanding what they're reading? Do they have difficulty with sentence construction of the grammar? So our standardized tests um, look at each of these different areas. Okay. Um, so that would, that you would want to go and do like an actual evaluation. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and you said, you mentioned, um, explicit direction. And I think we have talked about expressive writing with, um, Cindy Sherman when she was on here and she also mentioned explicit direction, but I think that is like an important thing to hit on. So when you say that, what is explicit direction look like in therapy? So if you're targeting phonological awareness for spelling purposes, you're going to work on foundational skills of blending and segmenting and rhyming and sound letter correspondence to really strengthen those skills. If you're working on grammar development, you're going to, you know, teach noun verb agreement and, um, you know, use of verb tenses and all of that. Um, so it, it really depends on where the breakdown is. If you're on organization, you're going to use graphic organizers of like, okay, well, we have a main idea and then we have details that support that main idea. Yeah. And if you're working on editing, you're going to work on, well, this is what a sentence fragment looks like. Oh, and this is a run on sentence and this is a complete sentence. Um, and if you're working on expanding on language, you're going to do, well, let's, let's take a simple sentence and make it a complex sentence. 
And so, you know, what, what is a complex sentence? So there's a lot of direct instruction on, um, you know, introducing students so that they can recognize these different concepts and then make adjustments. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and so let's say I'm a parent, I'm not, but let's say I'm a parent and my kid is in need of help in their written expression. What strategies would you give me to help with like editing their work? And maybe even if you have anything like getting started with a writing assignment. Yeah. So there's some really great um, resources online for that. Um, I really like the um, ASHA portal. I keep talking about, um, you know, understanding what an expression expressive writing disorder looks like and how you can help. Um, there's also on uh, dyslexia.org, um, they have understanding dysgraphia and reading rockets also has like re- resources for developing reading and spelling at home. Um, one of my favorites is an ID online. So this is um, www.ldonline.org has an article, which is a toolkit for parents, you know, tips for helping with handwriting, with writing tasks. So you know, it, it can be overwhelming and um, it depends on where your child is struggling, where to start. So those sort of um, resources are super helpful to go um, look at just for a, a place to start, you know, yeah. certain tips. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I think that was my last question for you, but do you have anything else that you want to share? Um, I would also really encourage parents to check out the website Understood. Um, They have really great tips for helping students with um, writing and just understanding and uh, learning disabilities in general. Their whole um, premise and role is to kind of bridge um, why children are acting out, why they're avoiding homework. You know, it's there's a reason. There's an underlying reason for the right. behaviors. And often um, it's, you know, frustration or difficulty. And so, again, Understood has some really good resources for expressive writing tips. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to put all of the links that you mentioned in the, like, episode notes so people can go find those. Yep. So, yeah. Sounds right. great. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was wonderful. Have a great afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much, Diane. And thank you to the audience for listening. Make sure to leave us a little rating and review as it helps other folks just like you find the podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and we'll see you next time.